Hello and welcome to the Todd Sports Bama Beat Basketball Podcast. I am Hunter Johnson, joined as always by Cecil Hurt. Cecil, how are we doing? Great, Hunter. How are you today? Doing good. Um, you know, we had not planned on doing another podcast. Um, we just did one last week with Chris Stewart, which if you hadn't listened to it, I would urge you to go back. I thought it was really, really good conversation with Chris. Um, but on Sunday, Alabama adds a player that, I mean, we saw some some signs coming that this could happen, but I would say a month ago, this Chiku was not on my radar at all, um, mainly because he was a class of 2021 guy. Yeah, he, he hadn't reclassified yet. Right, so weren't really thinking about him. Um, but yeah, he's going to come in and be a part of the 2020 class. Um, 6'11", power forward center, um, originally from Paris, France, been living in Glendale, Arizona at Dream <laughs> City Christian. I'll tell you why I laugh. This is a total digression. Okay. When people say people say Paris, France. I had gotten so conditioned when I was covering Gene Stallings uh, when he was the coach at Alabama, and that whenever Coach Stallings would say Paris, he meant Paris, Texas, right? Which is where he was from and where his ranch was from. So now every time I hear that somebody's from Paris, I, I think, I think oh, they're from, from East Texas. I think they're from the from East Texas. Um, Gene Stallings territory where he still has his ranch. And, right. Well, um, where I've, I've actually been, although unfortunately it was for a funeral, but uh, I've been to Paris, Texas, not been to Paris, France. I have not either, but Chiku is actually from the, the lesser known Paris. Um, That's right. <laughs> and um, is ranked by 24 seven um, in, in their composite rankings, 58th best player in the country. Rivals has him a little bit higher at 36. Um, yeah, I think he's probably higher than 58. I think not. Every, I think the and, and this is not a knock on the composite, which is a which 247 does a good job with. But I don't know that, that all the components of that immediately get updated when a guy reclassifies. Right. You know, and so there'll be uh, this was the case um, with Josh Primo mm-hmm. you know, that that. At somewhere you see him ranked 56th or 57th, but it was because one of the services didn't have didn't rank non-American players, right? You know, and then Chiku, who is playing in America, is ranked, but not everybody instantly updates for reclassifications. And he didn't uh, most, reclassify most until I think the June 30th. Yeah, so so. Yeah, a week ago, and and not everybody immediately updates those in the summer. So uh, I would I would say he's the top. I I, I would you, top you can debate this and go. Yeah, I would I would go top forty probably. Mm-hmm. So another big get for Brian Hodgson and Nate Oates. Um, I know that they they've been on this guy for for a while. Um, I think I saw somewhere where after the win at Ole Miss back in February that Hodgson was in Arizona the next day watching Chiku play. Um, so, I mean, they've been on him for a while, but just impressive how they were able to, you know, I mean, the kid has no natural ties to Alabama at all, um, but we're able to sell him on the style and sell him on the playing time um, and kind of, I guess, sell him on like yeah, mainly the freedom, um, on, you know, being able to you know play fast and that type thing. So it's really, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you, Watch any film on him, Cecil. But everything that I've seen, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's he's six eleven. He can handle it. Not he's not going to be your point guard, right? But but he's certainly 
can can go out on the floor. You have to defend him uh, 15 feet away from the basket or in Oates offense. You have to de- defend him to the three-point line. And he can so, shoot. And, and, and can handle it enough to get by a guy. We'll see how uh, – how the one thing I couldn't really tell from the highlights I saw was what he looks like. He obviously has the natural ability to be an offensive rebounder. You just don't see much of that in, in those um, highlight reels uh, because he's not playing down in a low block situation. But it's a situation where I don't think probably a month ago, first of June. Uh, you know they they had they didn't want to be caught short on the roster, but um, I think they were they were surprised that this availability came up. But once it came up, you couldn't not recruit the guy. You know you right. couldn't not. You, and he's being recruited by Florida State, Illinois, Oregon, Arizona, Arizona. Obviously, Arizona. One problem Arizona has. Um, they're, they would have been way over. I think you'd have mm-hmm. given them 14. I think Illinois is the same. But um, work those things out as you have to work those things out. Those guys, those teams were still recruiting him. They were going to find a spot for him. I mean, kind of similar to Alabama in that, I mean, if Petty comes back, that would have us over. Yeah, that's what we were going to probably transition into is, is right now, if you took the – roster right now which does not have to be um at 13 they're they're not you know in the fall session of school and there's also i think some allowance is being made because the coronavirus situation and and you know the change in the in the workout schedule i think you can be at uh one over right now which would be 14 mm-hmm. instead of 13 and um so when the whenever the deadline hits though whenever school starts or or the nominal ncaa you know we'll have to wait and see what the university is going to do but i would think there would be the trick whether it's online class online classes or not I, I think that the university will have a traditional fall semester start Mm-hmm. Um, at which time you'll have to be at 13. So right. um, the the complicating factor with that is the NBA at least now has has target dates, um, but John Petty still hadn't made a decision. And, you know, whether this will uh, – and I don't think that they're going to pressure John to, to make a decision – um, I don't think that John's – I think he's been working out on his own in, in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's been in Tuscaloosa very, very much well, I mean, to, I know he's been to there do the volunteers. I think he's been there most of the time. I think he's mainly been in Huntsville and more so than the voluntary uh, workouts. So I, I think maybe a couple of weeks he'll have a decision to make. Um, I, I, the consensus has been, and you know, Nate Oates hadn't commented. And, and first of all, again, you're, you're talking about a guy that was second team All SEC last year. It's the best three point shooter in the SEC, you know, basically. 
so you're not just going to say hit the bricks, pal, you know, you're, you're not going to do that. Uh, so they'll be patient with it to the extent that they can be, but they're, they're going to have to have a, a decision sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, at, at some point you've got to know what your roster is going to be. And you've got to, you do, you do. And if John it sounds like Oates is kind of playing in both ways right now. Yeah. I think John's probably leaning towards staying in the draft, but he has not right. made a decision. Right. And I get it. If he thinks he can be in that, you know, top 40, top 45. Yeah. Guy, yeah. <clears throat> then it's smart to go. Um, got one right. kid, another on the way. Um, and he, I, he wants to be able to take care of his kids. I get that. Yeah. And you don't know exactly how the, the upcoming season, uh, the 2021 season is going to be structured. You know, you, you don't know. I, I think right now everybody's hopeful that it'll start, you know, in first of November and run on it, but nobody knows what the calendar is going to be. Uh, with that, you know, Rick Patino had a proposal to, to start it in January. There, there's, there's been some proposals that are, are to play conference games only. And I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with 20 conference games, you know, or 22. But then I don't know how, when it comes to selection, if you hadn't played anybody outside the league, how do you measure leagues? How do you know who's good? You know, if a, if a team is, is, let's say, 20, just round number, you got a team – it's 13 and seven in the SEC and you've got a team that's 13 and seven in the Pac-12. How do you compare them at all? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it would be, and how do you take a, what, what's your basis for taking an 11 and nine big 10 team who may be a really good team, but you're going to take them over a 22 and eight team in the in the american or cusa Um, right you know there's got so there's got to be at least i think i think you need at least two weeks at least four non-conference games just so you can get some baseline be some great games you know then how do you just how do you figure out how do you figure out which which of those games you're going to play like which how do you choose yeah a lot of logistics that we're not going to get into here but because we're really talking about john's decision but right part of it you know is what what his schedule as a as a professional would be and you know whether you just go to a camp go to a team's camp get ready for um not this season the bubble season but next season or do you come to college try and help your stock and try to become a first round draft pick try to become a first rounder or or you know a solid second 37 pick or something right um so what what would you think? Let's assume, let's assume John does come back. Then, then what's your what's your thought on how you manage the roster? We're going to make we're going to make Hunter the general manager here. First, May- first, 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 you'd sell some pickles. Yes, for sure. Um, I really don't know. I, I I'm real hesitant to just like I like I like the guys that we have on our roster. Um, I'm pretty hesitant to say, oh, well, let's just get rid of him. Um, so, I mean, I think that you're probable because I mean, either it's going to be pretty much you're getting rid of somebody or, you're, you know, maybe you could, I don't think you're talking to anybody into giving up the scholarship for a year. I don't see that happening. Right. 
Um, so, I mean, I, I would say that you're probable, like, most likely candidates in that scenario would be um, Reese, who I like Reese. I think Reese can yeah, let, let's, for Yeah, let's break it down this way. None of the newcomers are going to get bounced, you know. Right. I mean, Although, Keon, Keon, Keon Ambrose Hilton is coming in, you know. You I don't was going to include good. Gary. Um, not not necessarily the, a newcomer. The but. untouchable, the untouchable guys on the roster to me, if you're playing general manager, would be Herb, Shackelford, Quinterly, Quinterly, Rojas, Rojas, and the new guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after and, that, and that's what's that? Eleven guys. And then so I was also that leaves you. That leaves you. Reese, Gary. And JV and Davis. Those were the three that I was going to mention. Yeah. So, um, and there's a lot packed into all of those. You know, Alex did have a, a conduct um, unbecoming to team rules in the mm-hmm. spring. Um, but Alex has, Alex is still. Six eight six nine got some skills can shoot it. Um, been in the program, you, you know he's going to be a senior. He's not. He, he wouldn't be a grad transfer, I don't think. Uh, but well, another like, thing to think about like with Reese. Him. Mm-hmm. Reese had hip surgery. Is right. He, is he going to be at one hundred percent? If he's not, can you talk him into redshirting? Um, well, he still likely. counts. He still counts on your scholarships. You oh, could, yeah, I didn't. Even, I didn't. I didn't think about that. That's that's a good point. Now you can get some. Sometimes you can get a waiver for a guy who who was signed by the previous staff. Mm-hmm. So there there might be some possibility of that, but um, for for all the <laughs> message board information that you read, that they, they, they do not want to just get rid of Reese. They want Reese to play his best mm-hmm. and then you've got a heck of a player. Right. And that's uh, Oates kind of discussed that a little bit and there's an article in the, an interview with him in The Athletic that came out today um, kind of talking about how you know, after Reese's hip surgery how's he going to recover? Is he going to be strictly a five? Can we right. get him to move better and be in better shape so he can play the four? Can him and Bruner ever play together? Right. Which I think they could. I think they can, but it would be very helpful if Reese is in, you know, the best shape possible. Right. Which um, has always kind of been an issue. Um, But I think last year the hip was a big, big factor in that. Yeah, I agree. It was was Um, lingering with him the whole year. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then Juwan Gary, who did not play last year, you know, you you bring a guy in, you got to give him some opportunity. You know, the other guys who, who have, already entered the portal and found new locations. Um, Galen and, and Forbes, you knew what they could do. You, mm-hmm. you knew what the Hawkins is a little different, but you knew what they could do. And I think that, that both of them will play more. I think Galen will play more at Maryland than he was going to play at Alabama next year with the roster that they've got. Right. So and just with the so, style. So you look at those. You look at those things. I personally, yeah, from from the practices we saw, but because Juwan Gary wasn't participating 
particularly early on, uh, he, he's, he was able to do some stuff as the year progressed, but I can't give you a hundred percent evaluation on where he is as a player. I can't mm-hmm. say, Oh yeah, he's, you, you definitely got to, you know, have this guy. He's going to, he's going to contend for a starting spot, um, or not. I, I, I just don't know, but you, there's a certain, you got to give a guy a shot, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't just, if, if that's what he wants, it's just not um, a good look either. Yeah. And then, and then JV and I think people like JV and Davis, he worked hard, he lost weight. You know, I think he had some, some, some flashes. Yeah. Um, his, his body size is good. My, my question would be, um, again, this, this is what comes up with, with the, sort of the new the new look Alabama and the new I mean he'd be he'd be a wimp player for sure you know mm-hmm. it, back to the basket get big and strong throw it in there to him um but I just don't know how much how much is available in terms of playing time for a player like that I just don't know, but no. you've got you've got other bodies who fit the style more in Chiku, Bruner, Reese, possibly. Um, I mean, Herb's going to play the four some too. So yeah, but you know, I mean, again, you're looking at guy. This is what's this is what's tough about it. I mean, the the last game that they won against South Carolina. He's got 20 points. Yeah, he had a great game. You know, he got 20 points. He's got a double-double. Pardon me. A double-double. 20 and 10 in the SEC. Um, you against know, a physical had, basketball team. Against a tough basketball team that he was a good matchup against. Right. And there's going to uh, be other times that he is. There's going to be some times that he is. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the, the overtime game down at Auburn – when they needed somebody to kind of bang with Wiley and he just, he just couldn't, you know, the way that game evolved, you couldn't have JV on on the floor offensively very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he played five minutes, and, right. you know, so, and, and that's what you're talking about style of play, you know, cause they got so far behind Auburn and then they had the big, come back as everybody remembers and and that was from from really spreading it out and really shooting it um and just auburn couldn't guard them very well and um you know ended up losing in overtime but came you know spot had spotted auburn 16 points so yeah, i think that game showed a lot about how like oats would really really like to play yeah start watching that game at, at 16 to nothing auburn and you'll you'll see how hard they can be to defend. I have, so the, I have the, I've actually have gone back and watched that game after sixteen to nothing. Yeah, mainly because yeah. When, when they got after the sixteen to nothing run, I had so many. I was drinking so much, I didn't remember a ton about the uh, <laughs> about what happened afterwards. <laughs> well, it's. I, um, I looked down and I had like four or five old fashions at halftime. I was at session. I was like, man, I got to go home. <laughs> I can't be here for the second half of this. <laughs> Um, so, so, um, yeah, so I think with, with Gary, with, and again, I just can't, 
I just can't say, yeah, Gary really fits the style. He can really stroke the three because I hadn't seen it. You know, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I hadn't seen it in the very limited practice access that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, he's another. He's another. Before this recruiting class, I feel like we we didn't really have a lot of guys with his body type. That guy that can play kind of the three, four spot. You know, six between six 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 seven. Well, now you brought in a bunch of those guys, so it's kind of like. You have a lot of the same pieces. Because that's what he wants. He wants long, he wants big long wings. Um so but there's more of that on the roster now. There are plenty of that on the roster. Um you know, they can they can do a wide variety of things. Uh, again, I don't know. I think of the newcomers, you have to be a little bit um wary uh, i'll say that um with because you hadn't seen them uh, yeah you can't put too much i would in any of them. I, I would say you know chiku and and everybody's excited everybody should be excited but he's got to adapt he's got to adjust primo is the same way i mean super athletic got to adapt and, and adjust i would think that those two would play if i had to, to rank the newcomers in, in how much they'll play and what kind of impact they'll have. I'd go Bruner first. Um, then probably Primo for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keon Ellis probably because you don't sign a junior college guy unless he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiku. And then, you know, we'll, We'll see, and I'm not, and I'm not saying these guys won't play, won't come in and be great, um, but I think you, you may see some developmental time for Ambrose Hilton and, and Miles, mm-hmm. and see, you know, see. I, I think that they're who are similar type players who, who fit the, who really fit the Nate Oates mold. It's six, seven, six, eight, um, long guys can really shoot it, uh, but that's what I kind of see out of the newcomers all right i would i would pretty much agree with all of that so a quick break i'm going to tell you a little bit about wickles wickles wickedly delicious pickles relishes okra and much more wickles are proud to be alabama owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making from saturday sandwiches to christmas dinner their new unique recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get a hand on a jar but since 1998 they've been bringing the sweet heat and bold and tangy recipes into your home Learn more about them at wicklespickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. I actually had a sandwich for lunch yesterday with the the uh, red sandwich bread, spicy sandwich bread. Outstanding as always. It's probably my favorite of their offerings. So, Cecil, you got anything else for us? No, I was just – I wanted to finish up just a, a thought on okay. JV and Davis. Um, I, I, again, I think everybody likes – JV and I'm not singling him out. I don't know that that he would. First of all, I don't know the situation is going to arise because John may stay in the draft. Um, the one thing I would say about Javian is he, if he went into the portal, he would be a a highly um, coveted player. Now he'd have to sit a year, you know, unless he got a waiver of some kind. But you you put him 
at a team that that plays at a different tempo, plays a different style, um, plays the way Texas A&M played last year. Mississippi State. Mississippi State, Tennessee to some extent, um, or or to to go outside the conference. I would say Purdue, but I don't know. I I, I think you got to be 280 pounds to play in the post at Purdue. <laughs> but but um, yeah, there are a lot of teams that that still throw it throw it in there. You know, try and get the ball inside. Like I say, Galen's going to play more at Maryland than than he played. Um, at Alabama, you get there are a lot of teams that that play that way. So so there would be a lot of interest in him from from Big Ten type teams. Minnesota plays that way. Um, Ohio State to some extent. I don't know if if they would have an opening, but but there are a lot of teams in the Big Ten that that don't play yeah. at anywhere near Alabama's tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Alabama's got the fastest tempo in major college basketball, not to, you know, disrespect Houston Baptist, but, <laughs> but no, you know, of the, of the power five, power six, however you say, I don't think there's anybody, I think statistically Arizona state's the closest, but uh, you know, there's nobody that's really playing at that tempo that, that Alabama plays at. So yeah, he would certainly so have a lot of suitors. He would have a lot of interest. Um, yeah. but again, it's strictly hypothetical. The, the good news out of the whole thing is that, that, um, Alex Chiku is, is tremendously promising. He gives them great size. Uh, they, they can put, it, there's a lot of pressure on Javon Quinterly to be good because he's really the only absolute true point guard on the roster. You know, we'll see what Primo can do at that position. You know, Herb. Herb can do a little of that, and Herb, if you did put Herb at the point, uh, you know, I, I don't know how fast Herb could push it up, but he got so much better from the first part of the season to the latter part of the season with his assist-turnover ratio. He did. And you could put a huge defensive lineup on the floor with with Herb at the one. Yeah, you could. You know, he, your shortest guy would be Shaq at the two. Then you yeah, have, I mean, you could be really, really big. I mean, yeah, or you could even. Gonna be six, you six, could seven. even. Yeah, even. You know, you'd probably want to have Shaq on the floor. Obviously, he generally will be on the floor, but you could go with Keon Ellis for a few minutes mm-hmm. and be six five there, and Herb, and then be six eleven. Six nine, six nine at the basket, and and you know big six nine Reese, um, Chico, Bruner, and still be skilled, and and have Primo or Primo at the point and Shaq at the wing, you know Shaq Shaq's a great player. Nobody, you know Shaq's not going anywhere. He's he's definitely um, all SEC freshman. I don't have to tell anybody about. Shackleford, but he's he's he and Quinterly, they're going to be the little guys out there, and everybody mm-hmm. else is going to be pretty stout. Yep. So, well, I'm glad we did this. I uh, appreciate everybody for listening to our our special edition. Cecil texted me like yesterday. Hey, do we need to do a special edition. We had some people asking for it on Twitter. So you asked, yeah. what you, you want. 
Yeah, we'll do a mailbag here again in a couple of weeks too. Yeah, um, I'll, yeah, I'll tweet, that I'll was, tweet out and try to get that was fun. That, and then, that was that was good. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Go back and listen to to our podcast with Chris. Yeah, and um, we will continue to keep you posted on Alabama yeah. basketball. And uh, Brett Hudson and I will have a baseball podcast coming out tomorrow too. So you'll want to check that out too. They're just signing, Bo's just signing everybody, right? He's, he's just, yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's just recruiting machine. And, I, I, you know, I, I still, of, of, of all the teams that that had their, it, it, it hurt for all of them. It hurt for Alabama not to play in the SEC basketball tournament. It hurt for softball not to get, not to, get a chance to, to defend their SEC title. But I think just what the baseball program has been through where they've been and from what you could tell in the, in the February, early March games, uh, it, it's just really was a, was a huge disappointment. I'm sure for them and, and for the fans not to see what they could do. Cause, cause I think they were going to be, you know, the arms were young, but they had the arms, they had the hitting. And so it, it it would have been tough, but would have been great to see what they could do in the SEC and, and yep. where they were. For sure. Well, this has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Winkle. Thanks for listening, everybody, and be safe out there.